On today's show, the Phoenix Suns are looking to trade Chris Paul should the Houston Rockets pursue CP3 instead of James Harden this offseason, why it might actually make a lot of sense and why it makes sense for the Suns and also how the Philadelphia 76ers might actually be able to get involved and throw a wrench into the idea. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select... Jalen Green, Alperon Shingun, and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's going to come, come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. The show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts. Would you want to see the Rockets go after Chris Paul instead of James Harden this this offseason, let me know in the YouTube comments. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. When you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. A lot to get to in today's show. And I want to start with, you know, this, this idea, right? The Phoenix Suns coming out of seemingly nowhere the other day with the report that they are exploring opportunities to trade Chris Paul ahead of his contract guarantee date, June 28th, as well as potentially waiving him. So it very much seems like the Suns are dead set on figuring out something to do with Chris Paul and that he is potentially not going to be a part of the team moving forward. Now, it was noted after this initial reporting came out, there is a possibility that the Suns might just waive Chris Paul let him get to waivers, and then as he clears waivers, re-sign him. Very similar to what the Rockets actually did with Boban Marjanovic at one point this past season, where they waived him because they needed you know the space or whatever, and then they then they brought him back. They re-signed him for the rest of the season. So that is a possibility where maybe the Suns are just you know bluffing or whatever. Maybe they are really trying to see what's out there because right now Chris Paul has only got fifteen million guaranteed. For next season. So they could waive him and then they could stretch that amount out over the next five seasons or whatever it is. And that would actually unlock a little bit more money for them to play with. Uh, I believe that would get them their non-taxpayer MLE or something like that. So the Suns are basically exploring options, right? Now, before we get into the logistics of the how and the why and all that, let's focus in on, on why it might make sense for the Houston Rockets. Let's just let's just focus on the basketball side of things here because so much has been made about James Harden, right? And pursuing him this offseason and bringing him home, all that. And it's been with this idea that, oh, well, maybe James Harden can be like Chris Paul was to the Phoenix Suns. He can be that version of that player for Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. You know who I'd actually trust to be that version of that player? Chris Paul himself, 
<laughs> because I do think that when you look at what the two guys provide in a vacuum, yes, James is the better player right now. Still is. He's the more dynamic player. Um, he's probably got he's got less mileage at this current point. All that. And as far as what each of them provides from their, you know, the on the court side of things, I've had this concern before, but James plays his style of basketball, right? James plays Harden ball, if you will. Chris is one of the last true floor generals in the NBA, right? Chris is everything you would want in a point guard to actually set up and orchestrate and run an offense for guys like Jalen and Jabari and Shingoon and getting KPJ off ball if he's still around, like all of that, right? So when you look at what they actually each bring from an on-the-court perspective, I would actually argue that Chris Paul makes more sense than James Harden for this group of guys for what they are hoping to maybe achieve this next season with Ime Odoka as their new head coach. And that doesn't even get into the defensive side of the basketball where, like, let's face it, James Harden is not a good defender, right? Like he's, you know, he can lock in occasionally when he needs to be. And he's a fan, sorry, he's a fantastic post defender. He is, but he's not a good perimeter defender. CP3 is... You know, he's lost a step for sure, but he is a good, smart defender. He's a good perimeter defender. He's a high IQ defender. And, you know, he'll have some moments where his age shows on that side of the ball, but he'll also win you some defensive possessions just by being smarter, right? You think back to the patented CP3, you know, big man is waiting for a dribble handoff and he sneaks behind the play and rips the ball away and gets an easy steal for, you know, going going the other direction for two. Moments like that, right? So... I think that when you're looking at what it means from an on-the-court perspective, Chris Paul is better equipped to lead a young group of guys if he ultimately does get dealt from the Phoenix Suns and the Rockets could potentially be you know, a landing spot, a destination for him. He's better equipped to lead this young group of guys and, and teach them how to win at a high level and elevate their play more so than James Harden is, personally. That's that's kind of how I view it. Again, in a vacuum, James is clearly the better player. James, I think, even elevates the team to a higher level, just a floor-level scenario because that's how good James is still. He's still a top 20, top 25 player in the league. But when you look at some of the considerations, when you look at some of the things that you kind of give up by conceding to playing James's style, all this stuff. I just think CP3 actually makes a ton of sense for this young group. And again, he's got a track record of doing it, right? He did it in OKC and look at how, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has grown since that season, his sophomore campaign playing alongside CP3. He could have that same effect, that same impact on Jalen. Uh, you look at what he did for Devin Booker in Phoenix right now. Granted, the Suns were probably already going to be on the upswing that following season after going 8-0 in the bubble and they had Monty Williams and all that. Like They were probably going to take a step regardless, but they took a monumental step with Chris Paul. And I think one of the other, you know, so, so just basketball alone, I think it actually makes a lot of sense for a bunch of different reasons, but how would it actually look? How would the Rockets go about acquiring CP3? What would the deal look like? What are some of the ramifications as far as how it plays out in the future 
one of those big questions with James has been, what does the contract look like, right? Are you signing up for four years of James Harden or can you get him on more of a team-friendly deal? That is one of the other elements that makes a lot of sense with Chris Paul and his current contract structure. I want to talk about that coming up here in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Look, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage section and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, let's get into some of the how and why it kind of makes sense. You know, the 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 basketball component, and again, I think there's maybe some arguments, right? I, I can see both sides of the argument, people who might say that James Harden still might be the better fit over CP3. I personally think, again, CP3 makes a ton of sense, you know, for this group. Now, how likely of this, uh, you know, is, is this scenario to potentially play out? My understanding is that the, the Rockets, despite the fallout, you know, from before with ownership and, you know, Tillman Fertitta saying CP3 had the worst contract in the league and, and trading him for Russ and all that stuff. My understanding is the Rockets, at least on their side, would be very open to a CP3 return. So there's that. So take that, you know, take that with a grain of salt, however you want. I, I don't know if CP3 would be open to coming back. That's kind of the big question mark. The Rockets would definitely be open to it. Um... And the way that it kind of works right now, right, is Chris Paul is owed two years, $60 million on his contract, but he's non-guaranteed next season, right? Or not a, sorry, not a full guarantee next season. He's got a guaranteed trigger date on his contract at some point down the line. But right now he's only guaranteed $15 million of the $30 million that he's owed next season. So the way that it would work logistically for the Rockets is, a variety of ways, right? So, you know, they've got their 60 million plus in cap room that they could go out and they could leverage and, and outright sign a guy like James Harden, right? And whether that's to the four, you know, full four-year max or, you know, a slightly team more team-favorable deal, whatever. Chris Paul is that version of a team-favorable deal right now. Because one, he's just a, a lower average annual value, right? Even if you were just, even if his entire contract was fully guaranteed, two years, 60 million, that's nothing. 30 million a year for Chris Paul is an absolute steal versus 40, 45, 50, whatever it would be for James, you know, right out of the gate. So 30 million is not hard to stomach whatsoever. Even if Chris Paul like fell off a cliff after this next season, right? He gets, you get one good season out of Chris Paul. Even if he's complete, just dog water the season after that, doesn't even matter because he's an expiring contract at that point, right? So I think when you look at the commitment for what it would actually take and what it would entail, this contract structure for CP3 actually kind of works the same way that it would if you were able to get James on a team-friendly deal, 
right? A two-year or two-plus-one team-friendly deal, less, you know, less average annual value, cheaper contract, whatever. That's kind of what you're getting yourself into if you were to go after Chris Paul. Now, the reason and the benefits for the Suns here, right? The Suns are clearly trying to offload Chris Paul's contract in some capacity, right? Either via a straight-up trade, which the likelihood of the Suns getting honestly anything in a return for Chris Paul at this point that is going to be better than just outright offloading his contract probably slim to none the teams that are the teams that would likely want Chris Paul for a variety of reasons maybe a young team like the Rockets or again uh, a more championship you know laden team a team that wants to pursue a title those teams aren't exactly in a position to trade for Chris Paul on a 30 million dollar contract so you look at the Rockets and you wouldn't necessarily want to have to send back out value for Chris Paul. And again, I think that kind of defeats the purpose for what the Suns are trying to achieve here by clearing up some cap room, unlocking one of their mid-level exceptions to be able to go outright sign a player. And they could also be looking to move DeAndre Ayton as well. There's a lot of signs that are pointing to the fact that DeAndre Ayton could be on the move in Phoenix after the way things are ended. The only pieces that I think are guaranteed to stick around in Phoenix are going to be Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Everything else is up in the air at this point. And that's a pretty strong duo to start with if you're the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and Matt Ishbia, the owner, who is clearly just ready to turn everything over to try and have a contender, right? So they're going to be aggressive in what they do this offseason. Now, if they were to move on from Chris Paul, right, it unlocks mid-level exceptions, it opens up some cap space for them to play with, uh, potentially also moving on from DeAndre Ayton. That's kind of the vibe that it feels like in Phoenix right now is, is I think they're going to try to move on from Chris Paul without taking any money back uh, because their only other option is to waive him and either re-sign him on the cheap or waive him and stretch his contract and then unlock the mid-level exception that way. So they've got a couple different couple different pathways that they can go but if you were to trade Chris Paul to the Rockets first off it does generate them a pretty massive TPE so there's that if you're the Suns if they don't take back any money um, you get a massive traded player exception if you're the Phoenix Suns which could be beneficial in a potential trade further down the line so either maybe you make it a three-way trade or they have another trade lined up to absorb you know a different player that maybe team you know, the third team in all this doesn't necessarily want Chris Paul back, um, but they're willing to forego a player of their own. I don't know. There's a different, there's a bunch of different permutations to think about how this would all work out. But from the Rockets' perspective, I don't think they would necessarily entertain the idea of trading players back to the Suns. Like, I don't think you would trade out, like, KPJ or Jay Sean Tate or, you know, guys like that. Uh, I think you'd more than likely just absorb Chris Paul directly into your salary cap space, which again, 30 million, not a big blow to your salary cap, right? You've got roughly $64 million to play with right now, I believe. So you take up less than half of that to get Chris Paul on a two-year deal. And suddenly he becomes your new starting point guard. He's the guy that is going to be running the show, all that good stuff. I think logistically, it makes a ton of sense. Because again, you get a two-year rental of Chris Paul, you only take up 30 million of your cap instead of 40, 45, whatever it might cost for James Harden, which then again cuts into any other free agents that you might be looking to sign. And it's on a shortened deal. I don't know. I, there's just so much of it makes a lot of sense 
Now, are there other teams out there that might have a more compelling offer for the Phoenix Suns? Because at this point, it's very clear that they just want to offload Chris Paul, which if you're trying to offload Chris Paul and take absolutely no money back for doing so, if that is their ultimate goal, then you would think that the Suns actually need to pay an asset to be able to do that, right? Because right now, the posturing, the language around it is they're kind of viewing Chris Paul as a negative asset. And the positive asset that they're getting in return for trading Chris Paul is offloading him, right? It's the cap space. So, and, and the flexibility that that then provides. So I've seen suggestions on social media that if the Rockets were to take in Chris Paul and absorb him into their into their cap space, that they would do it if you got an asset back for doing so, right? Like a future first round pick or a couple seconds or something like that. Honestly, I'd probably just do it for freezies. I would I would absolutely just take on Chris Paul for nothing, assuming he is cool with basically OKC Part 2 and mentoring the young guys. Problem is, Chris Haynes did also add in his reporting, after his initial report that the Suns were just going to straight up wave Chris Paul, um, and then that got rebuffed pretty quickly, uh, he did add that Chris Paul is still wanting to compete at a high level and he still wants to compete for titles and he wants to, you know, he's still planning to play for many more years at the NBA level, all that. So that kind of throws a bit of a wrench into the situation. You know, is Chris Paul ready to accept a mentorship role, right? Is he ready to take a back seat to a bunch of young guys? Is he going to be, you know, content with that. Now, Chris Paul is a pro's pro. If he gets traded somewhere, just like when he got traded to the Thunder, he's going to make the most of a situation, right? So even if he got traded to the Rockets and he played in Houston for a year and proved that he could still play at a very, very high level, and then, uh, you know, next summer a team comes knocking that wants a one-year rental of Chris Paul to try and make a title push, maybe that's the best way to go about doing it, right? And then you, you get a one-year rental of Chris Paul, you flip him for some value further down the line, basically exactly what the Thunder did with Chris Paul, right? Is they they rehabilitated his value, they flipped him for more value, and they traded him to the Suns. It all worked out. That's a possibility. I have serious doubts about whether or not Chris Paul would actually be bought into the idea of, again, mentoring the young guys, all that stuff. The same, the same level of concerns that I've had with, you know, whether or not James Harden would be bought into that idea of, taking a backseat to all these young guys, or if he would just show up into Houston to kind of just do whatever he wants to do. That's always the biggest question, is it takes the right kind of vet, the right type of player, to be bought into the idea of development and focusing on the young guys and, and growing and establishing a culture and teaching these guys how to win, all that. We've seen Chris Paul do it again. Would he be willing to do it a second time is kind of the big question mark in all of this. But from a basketball perspective and logistically, it makes a lot of sense for the Rockets to at least kick the tires on this as a possibility. Now, the one part of this situation that smells a little fishy that could have a whole a whole wrench could be thrown into this entire hypothetical, this entire idea is maybe the Philadelphia 76ers look to get involved in a potential Chris Paul trade. We're going to talk about that and what it might actually look like and how it would impact things, obviously, for not only a James Harden pursuit, but also this hypothetical Chris Paul pursuit. We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. 
Look, bird dogs will be the best shorts that you have ever owned. Look, I, I wasn't a shorts guy before I got my hands on a pair of bird dogs, and now I own like four different pairs because they're super comfortable. Bird dog stretch shorts are designed to fit slimmer through your leg. They're comfortable. They give you a nice little kind of sculpted look. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit even better. They're comfortable. They're cozy. You can wear them for a variety of occasions. You can wear them going out on a date. You can wear them to the office, hanging out with friends, wear them to the beach, a pool day, swim in them, whatever you want to do. They are the most versatile, comfortable shorts you will ever own. You got to go check them out at birddogs.com. And right now, when you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA and enter promo code locked on NBA, you'll get a free Yeti style tumbler with every single order. I'm telling you, the tumbler is super nice. I should have it right here so I can show you on camera. The tumbler is awesome. The shorts are even better. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, we go through this whole thing and, and it, you know, identifying, right, why Chris Paul over James Harden, all of that from the, the basketball component, the leadership component, right? He's, he's done it before with OKC, did it in Phoenix, all that. It all makes a ton of sense. Now, how could the Philadelphia 76ers ruin this hypothetical Ramona Shelburne has reported a couple times now to keep your eyes on the Phoenix Suns as a dark horse candidate to go after James Harden. Now, how exactly are the Suns going to pull that off when they are capped out to the nines? They don't have a ton of wiggle room. Um, Look, it, it is not unlike Daryl Morey to pull a rabbit out of his out of his hat, right? I almost said something else. But it's not unlike Daryl Morey to basically pull off a magic trick when it looks like his back is against the wall and he's got no other no other moves, right? Clearly, the 76ers would like to and ideally probably retain James Harden because if he walks for nothing, they don't exactly have a way to replicate what he can do. Now... It's almost too painfully obvious because it's staring you in the face. If the Suns want to get rid of Chris Paul and if James wants to leave Philadelphia for potentially a variety of reasons, right? One of the strongest reasons has been hinted that he has, you know, personal ties, obviously, you know, off the court stuff and reasons to want to be in Houston. But he's also probably, you know, a little frustrated about the situation in Philadelphia. You know, there, there were reports that he wasn't super comfortable about, you know, his play style next to Joel Embiid, all that stuff, right? So, is there a world that makes sense where he reunites with Kevin Durant, but in Phoenix this time around, right? James Harden has ties to Phoenix, right? He went to Arizona State, all that. Like he's, you know, he's lived there before. Um, you know, it, does it does it scratch the same itch as coming home to Houston? Probably not, but. It definitely puts him a lot closer to Houston living in Arizona than it does living all the way out on the East Coast. So as far as potential, you know, catch a quick red-eye flight back home, all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, that makes it at least a little bit more manageable. And then if you're the 76ers and you're, again, staring down the barrel of potentially losing James Harden for nothing, you potentially orchestrate I don't know, an opt-in and trade situation with James Harden, right? Where you sit him down and you say, hey, James, look, you know, we know you potentially want to leave. Uh, you leaving really hurts us. How about we send you to Phoenix and we trade you straight up for Chris Paul? 
that would be a setup where assuming the Suns would be open to like a, you know, a handshake, wink, wink, nudge, nudge under the table. Like, hey, we're going to sign you to a full-blown contract down the line. Very similarly to what the Rockets did with Chris Paul back in the day when they traded for CP3 when he was with the Clippers. Chris Paul opting into his deal and then the Clippers being able to trade him for the haul that the Rockets put up in that deal. And then a year later, despite Chris Paul's injury in the Western Conference Finals and how that thing ended in you know spectacular fashion, the Rockets then signed Chris Paul to a four-year deal. So if you could convince the Suns to do something along those lines, then James Harden opting into his deal and then being traded straight up for Chris Paul makes a lot of sense on both sides. Because then... Daryl Morey doesn't lose James Harden for nothing. He gets an elite floor general to still kind of run the show. And, you know, it's clearly it's a step down from James Harden for what the Sixers are trying to accomplish and their dynamic and all that. And there's serious question marks about Chris Paul and his longevity and whether or not he can stay healthy in the postseason. These are all questions that don't necessarily matter as much to the Rockets, but they matter quite a bit more to a 76ers team that would ideally like to make deep playoff pushes every year with the reigning MVP and Joel Embiid. So these are questions that I guess you don't really have to worry about or consider as much if you're the Rockets, just like you don't have to worry about James Harden flaming out in a game seven if you're the Rockets, because you have to worry about getting back to a game seven before that even matters. And then if you're the Suns, apparently, I mean, James and KD have never had issues with one another, um, at least based on reporting, what you hear around the league, all that is those two guys, they're, you know, they're in lockstep. They've always enjoyed each other. The issue was always with the Nets, it was Kyrie. Kyrie was the the odd man out, and he was the guy that kind of was the powder keg that set that whole situation off, and James got sick of it. James got out first, all that. So that could be the one situation that, that pops up. Aside from, you know, the... Occam's razor situation of just the Suns waving Chris Paul, letting him get to waivers, re-signing him, all that for a cheaper deal. That might just be the ultimate outcome of this whole situation is we're like hyping this up for nothing. It's a big hypothetical, you know, teams are salivating at the thought of trading for Chris Paul, the Rockets, you know, absorbing him to their cap space, all this, you know, all this talk. And the Suns might just pull, you know, do the most obvious thing, which is keep Chris Paul. Um... Because, again, moving him for nothing, unless they've got, like, a really good situation teed up, which, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who they could even, you know, go after with that freed-up money that would make sense or be a better fit for their team than Chris Paul. Again, the TPE becomes interesting because then there might be a player or two out there that actually do make more sense than Chris Paul, but just outright, like, signing somebody? I don't know if there's a guy out there that makes more sense than Chris Paul. So... There's a lot to consider with this whole thing. I think that the most obvious outcome is that Chris Paul probably just stays in Phoenix. But based on Ramona Shelburne's reporting about watching James Harden and the Phoenix Suns as being a contender to try and land him, and with this whole situation with them trying to move on from Chris Paul, that's the one to really keep an eye out for. But I would very much be interested in the Rockets kind of throwing their hat in the ring and seeing if they couldn't acquire Chris Paul services again, even if it was just a one-year rental. 
I think it makes a lot more sense than bringing James Harden back on a three or a four year long deal where you're locked in and you're committed to him for the next, again, three or four years versus Chris Paul, where the commitments kind of fall apart after just one season, right? It's two years left on his deal. He becomes an expiring contract. He's got non-guaranteed money. There's a lot of flexibility in that contract. And again, if you could get an asset on top of it for helping finesse this situation for the Suns where they could just offload Chris Paul for nothing, I think it makes a ton of sense on all sides. Will the Rockets ultimately try and pursue Chris Paul? That's going to be something we have to pay attention to in these coming days and weeks leading up to the NBA draft. How does the NBA draft impact their decision to pursue Chris Paul, right? If they land Scoot Henderson or Amon Thompson at number four, does going after a Chris Paul even make sense at that point anymore if you want to be able to give the ball to Scoot or Amon and kind of just let them run the show? A lot to unpack moving forward. And of course, we'll have you covered for all that and more right here at Locked on Rockets. But as always, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Give me your thoughts on going after Chris Paul instead of James Harden. Would you want to see Chris Paul back in a Rockets jersey? Let me know in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.